Welcome to the Bible Geek Podcast. This is Jay Cruz, and this is episode seven. And we're going to talk about Genesis and what happened in the garden. We'll be right back. Well, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. It's been a while since I've done an episode. I've been taking a break. When I take these breaks, normally it's because I either need time for myself, need time for family, need time to get closer to God. And, you know, when I start to, you know, get away like this, it's because I'm doing either one of them or all of them, right? So I'm just kind of either spending time with family or spending time with God or just just have a lot of work and, and unable to, you know, actually record an episode. But it's good to be back and I hope you guys are having a great and amazing day. So let's get into this because we're going to be talking about a couple of things. We're going to be talking about um, non-believers and like their misconception and, and view about Christianity. Uh, we're going to be talking about the relationship between man and God in Genesis and how that broke. And we're also going to talk about why we had to be saved and who saved us and what was the cost of that salvation. So we're going to start first with non-believers, right? We're going to start out with non-believers because non-believers have a real poor misconception about Christians. Non-believers, when they see Christians or when they hear about Christians, the first thing they think about is, oh, you guys are a bunch of hypocrites. Um, you guys act like holier than thou. You guys don't let nobody live their lives. You know, you guys are just crazy. You guys are crazy. Um, you know, there is no God and, um, yeah, there is no heaven and there is no hell and yeah, we don't want your religion, blah, blah, blah. Right. So they, they have, they, that's the kind of like the mindset that they have. Right. Um, and it's funny because they hate the very thing that they say that they don't believe in. Right. So they hate God. They hate God, Christianity, the whole entire thing. And, and they hate something that they supposedly don't believe in, which is kind of crazy because how can you hate something that you don't believe in? If you don't believe in it, then there's no reason why you should just hate it. Right. Um, you could dislike the actions of the human being or the person, but as far as that whole, I hate God or God doesn't exist thing, if you don't believe in it, why are you worry about it too much? So they have a poor misconception and they think that every Christian is like these Christians that are just kind of pointing the fingers, right? Just pointing the fingers. You're a sinner. You're a sinner. You're going to hell, blah, blah, blah. You're a sinner. And, and, and let me tell you something. I'm definitely not down with Christians who are just constantly reminding people how bad they are, right? Because we're all bad, right? If you think about it, we were all going to hell until God stepped in and made a way for us to be saved, right? As a matter of fact, he went as far as stepping down from heaven, wrapping himself in flesh, and providing himself as a sacrifice so that we can pay the sin debt that we owed God, right? Because even in life, if you owe a debt, you're you're going to be a slave to that debt. And you're not going to be able to have peace until you pay that full debt. You're not you're, you're, you're not going to be in peace. All right. So it's the same thing with the sin. Right. The, the sin debt. Right. So. 
when non-believers look at Christians, they they they're not seeing what true Christianity is about. What they're seeing is a bunch of people who think they're better than other people, but they're a bunch of hypocrites, and and we just don't like you guys. You guys don't let us live our lives, and and kind of like that stuff, right? And and that's how they view it. So here I'm gonna clarify a whole bunch of things, and I'm gonna try to do it um, in an orderly fashion. One of the things that you have to understand if you're a non-believer is, is that Christianity is not about pointing the finger. If anybody's pointing fingers, they need to point the fingers at themselves first, right? Christianity is truly about love, all right? And the whole Bible is a love story. That's truly what it is. And what you have is someone who loves you, created you, right? Designed you. Um, gave you a purpose and had a purpose for your life, right? Had a destiny, has a destiny for your life. And what you have is, man, some way, somehow, uh, messing all of those benefits up. And you have God now coming down and paying our sin debt, trading places with us, um, taking the wrath and dying for us on the cross so that we can be saved. So that way we don't have to be separated from him forever because... The word death in the Greek means to be separated, right? If you die, your soul separates from the body and so forth. If you, if you, if you die without your sins being paid by the blood of Jesus Christ, then you are now separated from God because you made a choice to be separated from God. It isn't that God just said, hey, I'm just going to send you to hell and because I don't like you or, or whatever the case may be. No, he, if, if he didn't like you, he wouldn't have came down here, suffered and died for you. You know what I mean? If God didn't love you, he wouldn't have did all that. He would have just left you guys, left us alone to just kind of fend for ourselves. Another thing that we have to remember is that none of us are children of God until we come into that new birth. Until we are born from above, okay? Then we become children of God. I hear a lot of people that that say, oh, we're all children of God. No, we're not. The Bible is clear. You are orphans. You are children of Adam, Okay? And you've inherited that sin from Adam. And the only way you can escape from that damage is by believing in Jesus Christ. Not accepting, because I hear a lot of people say, oh, do you accept Jesus Christ as the Lord, God, and Savior? No, no, no. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord, God, and Savior? Believe is the key word. Faith and, and belief, right? Um, because even Jesus says, he who believes in me will not perish but have everlasting life so it's not about accepting it's about believing so remember that okay um so now you have god himself come down he, he takes your place he takes the wrath um he pays your sin debt right and you no longer owe him anything and you are, you enter into his rest on the day that you depart from this world because this world is in everything the word of God is clear that this world will will fade away. It says that the whole everything will fade away and everything will be made new. Okay, um, and so we want to come to a saving knowledge of Christ because we want to be with God. We have a desire. Now there are folks that don't want to be with God, but God can be real, and they just really, truly, and honestly do not want to be with Him. But the problem with that is that that's fine. You could choose that, but where the place that you're going to is a place um, called Gehenna. It's called hell, okay? Um, it's a place separated from God. And you don't get the benefits that you have on earth. And you don't get the benefits that you will have on heaven. 
you will be an eternal, it'll be eternal torment for all of your life and it will never, ever stop. But you say, Jay, why would, why would, it, why would he judge us um, eternally like that? Because God is eternal, so his judgment is eternal. Okay? So God is a loving God, a merciful God, a, a God who, who, who gives grace. But it's, it's there for you to receive. But if you don't want it, then you're going to meet his justice. And his, his justice demands that sin be punished. You cannot go into a court of law and go there and just expect the judge to just let you go just because he likes you. There's a lot of people in hell that God loves. Okay, that that he has to he has to live with seeing them there for all of eternity. Okay, and and, and I cannot see it uh, not breaking his heart. It breaks his heart. I'm sure it does. Okay, because that's not what he wanted for us. That was not his plan. That was something that man went and did and got himself into. And here comes God getting us out of the issue that. We created for ourselves. So let's go into what happened between the relationship between uh, God and man. And then then let's go ahead and and kind of just unpack all of this. Okay. So in the garden, as you guys know, if you read the story, um, God told them not to eat of the tree of knowledge of of good and evil. Eve goes to the tree of knowledge of good and evil because you can imagine, right? That tree must have looked real good. Must have looked attractive. Must have been glowing. Something something about this tree. And God had told him, don't touch that tree for a reason. But you know people. People don't listen, right? When you tell them to do something, they go ahead and do it anyway. So she goes and she goes to the tree. The snake sees her. Um, the devil, right? And he, he says, he, he tells her, go ahead and eat of the tree. And she says, no, we're not supposed to be eating of this tree. Because God says we shouldn't eat of it. Because of the day that we eat of it, um, you know, we shall surely die. And we were charged with not to eat of the tree. And here's how slick the, the enemy is, right? So the enemy has a way of putting people against each other. Okay. And he has a way of kind of taking a little bit of truth, mixing it up with a lie. And it makes, a, a, it, makes it sound like it's true. So the first thing that they that the devil does is is basically um, makes the woman think that God is keeping something from her, that God cannot be trusted. Okay. Or in, in other words, he called God a he, he calls God a liar. Okay. Because he says in, in the scriptures it says that he he tells the woman he says he says he says you shall not surely die, for God knows that in the day that you eat of it your eyes will be open. Okay, so he's not lying. Look how slick he is. He's being truthful, but at the same time, he's being sneaky and he's also making God to be the enemy. Okay, so she eats it and then Adam comes along and and he eats it. And then that immediately breaks the relationship between God and man, because now their eyes are open. They know good from bad. And now they're ashamed right they start to hide and everything they, they're ashamed and they are feeling the separation between god and man right and so in genesis and in that story what you see is after the man eats and he rebels against god his mind and his heart becomes distorted right his mind and his heart becomes distorted and the relationship between god and man is is, is messy now in other words 
it's been destroyed okay man used to be hanging out with god in the garden he was blessed by god in the garden he didn't have to work everything everything the ground yielded yielded its fruit and its vegetables everything was just handed over to him okay and even with that god gives him authority over the earth okay he says you're you're the ambassador you're you're the one that that will be in charge on the earth and so god goes and he calls on him and he says hey adam where are you now god knows where he's at god wants to know where's your mind and your heart it's like the mind and the heart has been distorted that's why when you read in exodus when moses gives the commandments what's the first commandment the first commandment is to love all right so now love has been love has been destroyed you have man pointing the finger at God, man hating God, uh, man thinking that he can't trust God. You see how the relationship got destroyed? If you kind of read through it, you'll see that there was a lot of things that man started to uh, think concerning God. Like he really didn't trust God no more. At one point, he trusted him with everything in his life. But now he doesn't trust him. He thinks God is a liar. Think God hates him. Think God wants to kill him and destroy him and mess with him. And so now it's just kind of like the, 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 the mind has been distorted and the heart has been distorted. And that's why in Exodus, the first commandment is love the Lord your God with all of your mind and all of your heart. And love your neighbors as yourself, right? And even, and even Jesus says, love your enemies as you will love yourself, right? So the whole love relationship broke. You guys been through some funky relationships that broke, right? How, how, do, how did that feel, you know? It didn't feel too great, right? So now you have God pronouncing judgment, pronouncing wrath, um, that he's going to go ahead and judge everybody. But he also does something else. He says that he's going to send the Messiah, that he would come himself, that he would die for, that he would come and he would save us from the wrath to come so what are we being saved from because a lot of christians truly honestly don't understand what we're being saved from a lot of christians are walking around thinking that they know what they believe in but truly don't know they don't understand what they believe in and hopefully i can kind of summarize this um, towards the end of this where i make it real simple and easy um, to kind of understand about everything i'm talking about because this is a whole lot to take in okay this is a whole lot to take in and i understand that so what we have is already man rebelling. They rebelled, right? Man rebelled. Um, God pronouncing wrath, right? Within that, the relationship is distorted. It's no longer the same. It's broken. Something is broken in man. Um, the heart is broken. Um, it no longer functions like it used to. It's hardened. And you have uh, God pronouncing wrath, and you got God also pronouncing the messiah would come and save us right and so you have god god comes dies on the cross pays our sin debt and now we are saved we are sealed to the day of redemption and we receive his holy spirit and we are now waiting for the day that we uh, can be with him now going back to what christians believe a lot of christians don't know what they truly believe a lot of christians are going through the motions a lot of christians really don't study the bible a lot of christians think they know what they believe but they really are clueless about it and, and a lot of christians are just kind of like going with the flow all right just kind of just going with the flow don't know exactly what they are involved in or what they say what they said yes to it's just like they're just going through the motions you know and they don't understand salvation 
As a matter of fact, some of them don't understand it to the point where they at times try to make promises to God. Oh, I'm not going to do this anymore. They try to they try to walk perfect. They try to not to they try to be Jesus on earth. And Jesus is the only one that will have that glory. Only Jesus is the only one that has walked perfectly on earth. He will be the only one to do that. We ourselves, although the spirit in us is saved, we still deal with the with the um, with the with the flesh. We still deal with sin. Um, yeah, you are your old man is still gonna sin. It's, he's still gonna make mistakes. The beauty about it is is that the Holy Spirit is working, and the Holy Spirit will get you to not get you, but he'll help you with the temptation okay he'll help you with the temptation so that you are not easily tempted he'll make a way for you to get out of it in other words you don't have to just go ahead and give in to the enemy remember you're not perfect because even paul himself says do that which i don't want to do right and then he says and that which i'm supposed to do i i don't i don't do it okay he's right there letting you know hey i i struggle too i struggle with the sin nature as well and then he explains but Christ, right? He lets you know, but Christ, but Jesus, but the Messiah, the Messiah has saved me. So even though I'm struggling with this, it doesn't mean that I'm not saved. It means that God is doing a work in me. And when I see him, that work will be complete, right? We're going to get into um, a lot of what the Christians uh, are having trouble believing. And that's that they're saved. A lot of Christians really question their, their, if they're saved. They're like, they go around and, you know, or they try to do like work-based Christianity where it's like, hey, I know you gave yourself to Christ, but you got to stop sinning. You better stop sinning. You better stop this. You better stop that. Jesus said that his yoke is easy. His yoke is easy. An easy yoke would mean that what he says is true concerning salvation and that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And that's all you have to lean until that belief. Like you have to really lean into Christ in the sense that you have to trust in what he says. Because remember what I told you in the garden, that relationship was broken and man stopped trusting God. He started pointing the fingers at God, started cursing God, started, started blaspheming God, started. He, it, it was just, it, it was, it was just broken. And that's why there was a veil. That's why there was a veil in the temple and only the, only the, 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 only the priests, the Leviticus priests can be able to go to the back, right? To the holies of holies. Um, until Jesus tore the veil, right? Until God tore the veil on the day that Jesus died on the cross. Um, so I'm going to summarize this quickly because I just, I don't want this talk to be too long. But I'm just going to kind of like uh, summarize this as quick as possible here. One of the things that you have to understand is that God loves you. And all God is saying is, hey, I know you guys are headed to hell, but I did this and there is there's 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 another option. There's another way. Believe in me. Trust in me. Because remember, in the garden, there was normal, no more trust. He did, the man didn't trust God. He didn't believe in God. That's why faith and belief and trust is a big deal to God. OK, not to have faith in God is a sin, not to believe in God is a sin. Not to trust in God is a sin, okay? And you have that. You have that man is not trusting. So believe in Jesus. Trust in Jesus. As he works on that love relationship and he repairs that love relationship that once existed. 
That's why a lot of people that come to Jesus are just in love with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? They're in love with Jesus. They can't get Jesus out of their mind. 24 hours a day is like Christ is in their minds. And this isn't about you walking around and thinking you're better than other folks. If Listen, Christians got to gotta stop walking around um, thinking that they're better than other folks. We're saved, but we're not better, okay? We're saved, but we're not better, all right? Did I say better? <laughs> I mean better. Um, so anyway, real quick summary. In the garden, the relationship broke. Man didn't trust God anymore. And um, God went and made a way, right? He came down, died on the cross so that we could be saved. He paid our sin debt. And all we have to do is just trust and believe in him. All right. Some people say accept. Better word for it is believe and trust in God. And then what we do have is that for folks that don't believe in God, you need to stop thinking that all Christians do all day is just point fingers and call people sinners. That's not true. A true believer and a true Christian is a Christian that loves um, well, it's, it's a sacrificial love for people. It's it's a it's I'm gonna give you the the shirt off my back. If you need money, I'm gonna help you with money as best as I can. If you need food, I'm gonna make sure that you eat. If you need clothing, I'm gonna try to get you some clothes. I'm gonna try to help you some way somehow. Um, and they'll do it within their means. Okay, they'll do it within their means. Um, but they're they're gonna always try to help people out. Um, they're not gonna point the fingers because really the the, the fingers should be pointed at ourselves. And not other folks. So do we love people? Yes. Do we care about your sin? We care about your soul. I don't care what you do in your bedroom. I don't care what. Listen. Your life is your life. And eventually on the day that you go from this world to the next. That's between you and God. My job is to love on you. My job is to let you know the good news of the gospel. That Jesus came and he died for you. And that he loves you. Um, and. All those other things that you have that you're de- doing that are sinful, I believe that if you come to Christ, God is going to deal with those issues in a loving way. Okay? In a loving way. Because I myself, okay, was something a long time ago that I'm no longer now. And that's because of God. It isn't because of me. I don't have the power to change myself. I don't have the power to change anything in me. And then there's just things that we're just going to continue to struggle with. There's people that are that just continue to struggle with alcohol. There's some people that continue to struggle with porn. There's people dealing with so many different issues on so many different levels, okay, that they struggle with. But the reality is, is that we all deal with something. And none of us are perfect. Now, yes, we're not perfect and we're dealing with stuff. But are we really going to rely on ourselves or are we going to trust God with our life are we going to trust God with our eternal destination all right because at the end of the day at the end of the day it's not what you did in the past it's what you're looking to do in the future in the here and the now all right and the best thing to do is to love on people and share the gospels with them we're living in a time where we're getting closer to a lot of this stuff coming to its end. Non-believers don't know what that means because they don't read the Bible, they don't know the Bible. But if you're someone who studies the Bible, if you say eschatology, you already know that Jesus had already warned when um, the ending of the age would be. And we're kind of, we're, we're, we're kind of there. We're kind of there. So um, as a matter of fact, 
we're very much there, okay? If you can't look out the, the window of your house and see all of the garbage that's going on, all of the killing, all of the diseases, all of the, 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 all the stuff that's going on, it's just, it's just crazy, all right? So think about it, all right? Anyway, that was, uh, that's, episode seven is over, <laughs> and hopefully you guys enjoyed it. It's Saturday. I'm going to go relax with my family. You guys take care. I love you guys. God bless you. And of course, Maranatha.